Welcome to New Generation Church with Pastor Eddie Medina. Amen. Praise God. And right now we're going to pray right now, but if you will open your Bible with me, Jonah chapter 2, that's where we're at. Jonah chapter 2. Um, and I'm going to read verse 1 again. Jonah chapter 2, verse 1. Jonah chapter 2, verse 1. Now maybe depending on the version you have, for some it finishes off on the last verse of chapter 1. In other words, verse 1 from chapter 2 finishes off on chapter 1. But Jonah chapter 2 verse 1, it says this. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the fish belly. And he said, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction. And he answered me, out of the belly of Sheol I cried. And you heard my voice. Then look at verse 3. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your billows and your waves passed over me. Now as we continue in Jonah chapter 2, you got to remember that speaking of purpose, God had a purpose for the life of Jonah. God was not through with Jonah. God had an assignment for Jonah to go to Nineveh. And we saw as we've been sharing the word, preaching, how Jonah had his own at least for a moment, his own agenda. And we saw everything he went through in the ship. We saw how God permitted. It was God. It wasn't the devil. It was nobody else. It was God. This was all God. Amen. And the Bible says that when he was thrown into the ocean, a great fish swallowed Jonah. And the Bible says, as I just read, that Jonah prayed to the Lord. Now, I love this part because it says, Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God. Amen. You know, many times, whatever we face, um, whatever's at the moment, the season we are in, maybe like Jonah did, trying to do his own thing, 
But Jonah, he still acknowledges and recognizes that he belongs to the Lord. And as it says, and Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God. He didn't say a God. He said his God. And he did it, the Bible says, from the fish belly. And he said, this is where I left off last week. I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction. Now this is important because this is the time to pray in your affliction. And the Bible says, and he answered me. You know, you would think that, you know, I don't know if God might answer me or God might listen to me in my affliction, in my mess, in what I'm going through. Not sure if God will listen to me. But the Bible says that Jonah, he cried out to the Lord. He says, because of my affliction. And the Bible says, and he answered me. How many know, church, that we serve a God that answers prayer? Even in your affliction. Amen. Even in your affliction, God answers prayer. And the Bible says, now you got to remember this. He says something profound. He says, out of the belly of Sheol, I cried. Another translation says that out of the belly of the land of the dead. You got to remember that in the Old Testament, when someone died, they would go to Sheol. Amen. And in that place, you had two compartments. You had Sheol and you had paradise. In the New Testament, when you read the Gospels, it uses more the word Hades. So imagine how Jonah felt. It's like him saying, out of the belly of the land of the dead. That's where he what? He cried out to the Lord. And the Bible says, and he heard my voice. I mean, think about it, church. He said he heard my voice. Jonah did not just stay quiet. He didn't stay silent. He did not say, well, it is what it is. I'm in this situation. I'm inside the great fish. But he did something. He cried out to the Lord. And let me say, church, don't ever think that God gets tired of you of asking or crying out to him. Now, notice that the whole time Jonah keeps saying, he says, he uses his word. He says, for you. Speaking of God, he says, for you cast me into the deep. I mean, if Jonah, Jonah was in 
deep waters. Amen? Have you ever been there where you've been in deep waters? I mean, it's deep. But Jonah cried out to the Lord. And the Bible says, for you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas. And notice it says, and the floods surrounded me. So he's in the deep. He's surrounded. But Jonah cried out. All your billows and your waves passed over me. But then look what he says. Look what he says. You just heard what he said. He says, the floods surround me. Your waves pass over me. You cast me into the deep. Into the heart of the seas. But then look what he says. He says, then I said. Did you get that? Church, you got to say something. It sounds, it sounds simple, but it's profound. He said something. In himself, he didn't stay quiet. He says, then I said, I have been cast out of your sight. But then look what he says. Yet I will look again towards your holy temple. I mean, think about it. From being in the place very deep, he's surrounded but now he's thinking about the temple. He's thinking about the house of God. Why is that important? Because the temple was where? In Jerusalem. And in Jerusalem, in the temple, inside of the temple, was what they, where they housed, what? What did they house? They housed the Ark of the Covenant. And the Jews, you got to remember Jonah, he's, he's a Jew. The Jews believe that God dwelt between the wings of the cherubim over the ark. In other words, the ark of the covenant represented what? The presence of God. Church, I don't know about you, but have you ever been where you're deep, deep in waters? You feel surrounded. You feel like there's no way out. But at the moment, all you want is the presence of God. Amen. You want to be in the house of God. You want to worship God. You want to praise God. You want to give glory and honor to God. He says, yet I will look again. That's speaking of faith, church. He says, yet I will look Again, how many know that God can do it again? Amen. God can restore. He could do it again. God can bless. He can do it again. God can do it again, church. If he did it once, he could do it again. You got to remember the words of Jonah. He said in the beginning, he says, I pray to the Lord. He says he prayed to the Lord, his God. Let me ask you, church, this morning, if your God is well and alive, amen? Our God is not dead. Our God is alive. He resurrected from the dead, amen? He is alive. He's at the right hand of the Father. 
That's the reason why, church, there's always hope for us, the church. That's why we have victory. That's why we are more than conquerors. It doesn't matter how hard it might be, how deep we might be, how we feel so surrounded. But we can say, as Jonah said, he says, once again, I will look towards your temple. And it says, verse 5, the water surrounded me. Even to my soul, the deep closed around me. Now, you got to remember, he's inside that, that great fish when he's saying all this. He's not denying. He's not saying this is not true. This can't be happening. He is saying, he says, hey, I feel surrounded even to my soul. The deep clothes around me. Look what he's saying. Weeds were wrapped around my head. Imagine how he felt. Have you ever felt that way where you feel like your head is wrapped around? So many thoughts. You know, thoughts that are maybe, you know, we don't believe we can get out of this. We need a breakthrough. Maybe it's a mindset. Maybe it's a fortress. A stronghold. Where it seems impossible. But church, see, Jonah, he's not denying. He's just being real. But at the same time, he's speaking faith. He has hope. And he says, I went down. To the moorings of the mountains, the earth with its bars closed behind me forever. But then look what he says. Yet you have brought up my life from the pit. Hey, let's give Jonah credit. There's people that all, you know, like I said last time, you know, we, we, we talk about the problem. We exalt the problem. That's all we talk about is the problem and the problem and this and that. And we leave it at that. Now, there's no denying. But to say, you know what, I am. I'm in deep waters. I'm surrounded. I'm deep clothes around me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. But Jonah, he says, yet you have brought up my life from the pit. In other words, he says, but yet you delivered me. But yet you got me out of it. Yet you did it again. He says, oh, Lord, my God, when my soul fainted within me. Notice how he feels. He says, my soul Fainted within me. But then he says, it goes again. I remember the Lord. Can you remember the Lord, church? Have you gone back to your files? Your personal files? Your history? How many times God has delivered you? How many times has God come through? How many times has God given you another opportunity? How many times God has restored, touched you, 
saved you, blessed you, did the miraculous, what man couldn't do, God did it. You, you understand what I'm saying? You know, sometimes we got to go back and remember. Amen? Now, we're not saying to go back to those times. It's remembering. It's another thing to say, oh, I wish this would happen. We're not talking about that. We're talking about remembering what God did yesterday. Because we haven't forgotten, church, God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. If God did it once, God can do it again. God can do it today. God can do it this morning. God can do it in your life. He said, when my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. I mean, just look at Jonah the whole time from the beginning. He, he was disobedient. But God was merciful. And of course, we know that God did the way he wanted to do because he's a sovereign God. He says, I'm going to use this ship. You know, I'm going to bring the waves hard, hit the ship um, to the point where they're going to Throw me out, throw him out in the ocean, and I have a great fish prepared to swallow Jonah. That's the way God wanted it to be. And he says, I remember the Lord, verse 7, and my prayer went up to you. Look what he says. Into your holy temple. Psalm 77, verse 11, 12 says this, but then I recall, look what the psalmist says, but then I recall all you have done. Can you recall, church, everything that the Lord has done for you? Amen. God blessed you in a way when you least expected it. God gave you favor. You were in the back of the line, but God put you in the front. Amen. God gave you favor. God did the miraculous. Even to this day, you don't even understand why it happened to you. That's because of God. Amen. That's because of Jesus Christ. And he says, but then I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember. I was about to sing that song. I remember. No. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. They are constantly. Look what he says. They are constantly in my thoughts. I cannot stop thinking. I cannot stop thinking. Look what he says. I cannot stop thinking about your mighty works. Church, if you're going to think about something, think about what God has done in your life. How God saved you. Amen. How God delivered you. When God forgave all of your sins. When nobody wanted you around, but God said, I do. How God loved you yesterday and he continues to love you right now. Then he says, I remember the Lord and my prayer went up to you into your holy temple. He says, I remembered the Lord. And, you know, this is, we got to see this too about God. Not only does 
God does marvelous things in our lives. But how many times has God forgiven us and he, has, and he forgets? Come on, church. He forgives and he forgets. Psalms 103, verse 11 through 13, it says, For his unfailing love toward those who fear him, did you get that? To those who fear him, is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east, east side, from the west side. The Lord is like a father to his children. Don't forget that, church. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. Church, don't forget that we serve a God that is tender and compassionate to those who fear God. You don't think I'm going to pray. And Micah 7.19, he says, once again, you have compassion on us. You will trample our sins under your feet and throw them into the depths of the ocean. Look at verse 8. I'm only going to go through 10, so don't worry. All right, we're going through 10. Verse 8. Those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. Wow. Those who regard worthless idols, anything before God, forsake their own mercy. But then look what he says. But I, Jonas is not me. He says, I might have been disobedient. I might have done what I did, but I know who you are, God. I know you're real, and there is no other God like you. I know that nothing out there is good for me, but you've been good to me. I know that out in the world, outside of God, other idols, anything, no one can be compared to you, God. You're the living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He says, but I, he says, verse 9, I will sacrifice to you. We talked about that last time. A sacrifice will cost you. A sacrifice has a price. Amen? You know, sometimes we, we, want, we want the benefits. Sometimes we want the blessing. We want the prosperity. We want the goodness of God. But many times, church, we don't want to sacrifice. We, we want it easy. But see, Jonah, he says, but I will sacrifice to you. What, what was his sacrifice? He says, with the voice of thanksgiving. Church, if there's anything powerful in the life of a believer, it's to be a believer who gives thanksgiving to God. That you are grateful. That you and I are grateful. Amen. 
to every day be grateful for what we have. Be grateful for for what we don't have yet. Be grateful for this day, this morning, that we're able to breathe, that we can come to the house of God, that we can worship God with liberty. Be grateful that God helped us yesterday. God paid our bills. God supplied our needs. God took care of your mama. God took care of your children. There's just so much to be grateful and thankful to God. Why? Because he is a good God. And this morning, church, if anything you could do is just say, thank you, Lord, for another day. Thank you that I can serve you. Thank you that I can do your will. Thank you that I'm not in a prison. I'm not in a hospital. Thank you, Lord, that I'm here in your house. And I can give you praise. I can give you glory. I can glorify you. I can magnify you. Thank you, Lord, that I'm not in a cemetery six feet under, but I'm alive and I'm going to serve you. I'm going to worship you. And I want to fulfill what you've called me to do. When the Bible says, I will sacrifice to you, they say that in the original language, It's a strong, hear me out, it's a strong promise. In other words, Jonah was promising to God something big. It was serious. Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he sacrifice with the voice of thanksgiving when he almost lost his life? Why wouldn't you give thanks to the Lord? Maybe we shouldn't be here. But God still has us here. You know, and you know, I know that sometimes, you know, we, it's so easy not to appreciate life. You know, when one is sick, physically, or you're going through something, The only thing you're thinking about is that, man, if I'd be in good health, if I I, I would do this, I would do more for the Lord, I would pray more, I would read more, I would seek, you know what I'm talking about? But thank God, church, we're still here. Amen? And God, God is not through with you yet, church. Get fired up for the Lord. Do something. Change your way of thinking. Get radical for Jesus. He says, but I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. And he says, look what he says. I will pay what I have vowed. In other words, I'm going to fulfill. I'm going to keep my promise. Man, when you speak those words, it's because you're, you're grateful for what God has done in your life. God didn't fire you from your workplace. We ought to be grateful. Amen? Well, they just gave me 20 cents raise. Be grateful. And whatever they gave you of a raise, give to the Lord out of that raise. Don't stay quiet on me. 
See, we, we all want the blessing. We all want the benefits. We all want the prosperity. But when God begins to bless you, pour out a blessing, pour out. He opens up the windows of heaven, church. Just be obedient to the Lord. He says, I will pay what I have vowed. And then he says this. Look what he says. He says, salvation is of the Lord. Wow. That word salvation is talking about deliverance. Deliverance is of the Lord. Think about it, church. It's been God who has delivered you, saved you. And I could stay here all day saying how God saves us, how God delivers us every day. From an accident, at work. A lot of things. God has saved us. He has delivered us. And praise God, that that shows that God is not through with us yet. There is more. And what I like about Jonah is that we're going to see. He's inside. Remember, everything I just read, he's inside the belly of the great fish. So he begins to give thanks to the Lord. And he says, salvation, deliverance. The reason God's going to deliver me, it's because of him, God. And I love what it says in verse 10. Look what it says. So the Lord. It doesn't say Jonah. Jonah didn't tell, hey, Shamu, take me over there. Speak me out. It wasn't him. God, I said God gave the order. Remember what I talked about last week? As we're going to see in the next chapters how God gave order even to a, a worm to bite a plant in order for the plant to die. Because that plant was giving some type of shade for Jonah. You see how God works? Don't get too comfortable, church. It was God. Imagine when you and I recognize it's God. It's not man. It says, so the Lord spoke to the fish. Fish, it's time. I'm not through with Jonah yet. He still has a task. He still needs to go to Nineveh. He still needs to go preach. He still needs to be used by me so that the whole city will get saved. Are you getting to church this morning? God's not through with you yet. Amen. You might be thinking, why am I in this situation? Why am I going through this? Just see it this way, church. Know that God has a purpose for your life. Don't give up. You already know, church, what you got to do. Did you hear me? You already know what you got to do. 
in your personal walk with God, you already know what you got to do. You already know what the Holy Spirit has been talking to you about. You already know that he's been telling you, go this way, but you've been going that way. He, you already know what God has been dealing with you. And he said, so the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah, it says specifically, onto dry land. So what do we see right there? That in his distress, Jonah didn't stay quiet. He cried out to the Lord in his affliction. He never denied the fact what he was going through. And at the same time, even though he didn't deny, he had hope. Because he served the Hebrew God. The living God. And he says, as we read, I will in his temple. He never forgot the temple. In his Affliction, he didn't forget about the house of God. He didn't forget about the presence of God. He didn't forget those times when he was in the presence of God. It's like you and I this morning, church. We don't forget how much God has done for your life. How God has covered you. How God has protected you. How God has delivered you. We haven't forgot. So what did we do? We didn't stay quiet. We began to give thanks to the Lord for another day. His mercies are new every morning. Hear me, for they fail not. God never fails, church. If you're here this morning, there's a purpose to it. Now you got to get up and you got to fulfill what God has been telling you to do. And thank God that God gave an order to the fish to vomit Jonah unto dry land. And we're going to see in the next chapter how Jonah was obedient. I mean, I would too. <laughs> and he goes and fulfills what God told them from the beginning. We're going to see in chapter 3, the Bible says, I'm not going to, I finish right here. He says, in chapter 3, verse 1, he tells them this. Now the word of the Lord came. Did you get that? The word, that's what I'm going to preach about on the next one. The word of the Lord came to who? To Jonah. The Bible says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah. Look what he says. The second time. Church, we serve a God of second chances. Hallelujah. For some it might be three chances. For some five chances. For some over a hundred chances. But praise God that we can still hear God. I mean, you don't want to go that far, 100, but, you know, amen, praise God. Church, please stand and give the Lord a strong praise.
praise offering to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us for today's message at New Generation Church. For more information, visit us at ecngchurch.com.